Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Finding Your Fabulous. In today's episode, I am joined by Saffron, who is at Saffron London on Instagram. She is a lifestyle and interiors content creator and a creative entrepreneur. She is someone who caught my eye on Instagram thanks to her irresistible energy. And I think that really shines through in this episode. And something I'm really, really pleased that we covered in this episode was um, the idea that the wellness space and the home space online, these categories are quite dominated by this very overbearing consumer culture that in order to have the perfect home or harmonious home, we have to purchase something new or be buying a certain amount or of, you know, XYZ wellness products um, all the time. And as we are going through a period of questioning all these structures and capitalism um, and these, and how these, whether these benefit us or oppress us, um, this is something that I want to be a really recurring theme moving forward. And also the fact that the wellness space is quite dominated by um, privileged voices. So um, if, you know, you are someone who is on the path of decolonizing self-care and detaching it from that consumer space. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to have a conversation with you and to share it with people because I think it's it's a message that has been quiet for a long time, but we want to raise the volume on it. So uh, with that in mind, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Saffron and um, let us know what you think at Finding Your Fabulous. Welcome, Saffron, to Finding Your Fabulous. How are you doing today? I am so well. I am so excited to be here. It's just been a long time coming, and I'm just really glad we're getting to do this finally. Me too. Oh, is it? Oh, congratulations. Welcome. I'm honoured to be your first podcast, because you're you're kind of a prolific content creator, aren't you? In fact, why, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you're about, what you do? So for those who don't know, my name is Saffron with a PH, um, and I work for an architectural firm by day, and I write for my own home wellness, and I guess interiors blog at every other chance that I get. Um, so on my blog, you'll kind of find like an eclectic combination of design, interiors, and me just practicing a lifestyle that reflects my passion, my personality, and just yeah, embracing life and encouraging others to do the same, I guess. And I absolutely love that because what you say about practicing it, that really comes through. So Saffron and mine's paths, Saffron and I's paths crossed through the wonders of Instagram. And I think through everything that I've watched you do kind of through your stories and the post you make and everything like that just shines through that you really kind of practice what you preach. Like, and that's kind of why I invited you on. So with that in mind, Saffron does have an interiors blog. And um, I wanted to talk to you about how ways, about ways people can find their fabulous at home. Now, obviously, we've been on lockdown for about two, three months now coming up. So a lot of people have been at home. And I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you, any new rituals or feelings around your home that lockdown has shown you that you're going to continue after lockdown yeah so I guess for me the things that I like to practice at home are I guess like a variety of different you could call them rituals but also just making sure that I 
regularly update the way my house feels, if that makes sense. So my primary principle at home and, and like when styling or decorating your home is that it should really just be a collection of everything that you love. It should tell a story of who you are um, and reflect your individual flair and personality. So I guess technically that's one way already that you're you're practicing, I guess, joy or, or making sure that you're surrounded by things that fill you with a sense of completeness or, or happiness. Um, and I guess for me, there, there's lots of things that I do to look at um, colour principles or, or to practice mm-hmm. feng shui or um, meditation, um, which is something I'm really, really into at the moment. So I've currently been doing, I'm not sure if you've heard of Sinead, Deepak Chopra's 21 Day Abundance Challenge. I am very familiar with Deepak Chopra, but tell us about the Abundance Challenge. What is it? Is it meditations, affirmations? Yeah, it's amazing. So, so it's a combination of all of these things. Um, and I found personally that the daily mantras and meditation exercises just really set me up for my day. Um, and so some of the exercises involve taking cold showers, which I wow. guess sounds horrific. Um, and people would probably be like, there's no way in hell that I'm doing that. Um, but actually, they're really grounding. Um, and so for someone like me who... I live quite a fast-paced life with work and, and, you know, balancing that with my blog and and then trying to socialise. It's definitely something that I I feel like I need to practice. Um, And so just building that into my everyday is, is like, really important for me. And then I guess there's also other things that I love to do, like listening to podcasts. So I love your podcast, Sinead, and I also love another podcast called That's So Retrograde. Yes, I know. I know that one. Yes, I'm familiar. They're like spirituality, horoscopes, that kind of niche. Yeah, and just overall general wellness um, and well-being as well. Um, And so I guess for me, building things like that into smaller parts of my day that might seem really, like, boring or mundane to most people. So, like, if you're washing the dishes, that's Mm. something that I would do. I'd listen to a podcast. Yeah. Um, or, you know, watch Netflix or something. But for me, it's really, lockdown has very much been a period of reflection and just making sure that the kind of lifestyle I'm living is is in balance or in harmony with the goals that I want to set myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think I relate to that. I relate to also podcasts. Like, there's nothing I love more than when I have a pile of laundry to fold and, like, putting on a podcast and, like, folding my laundry. I find it very therapeutic and... It's a nice way to kind of take in some new information, maybe make you laugh, depending on what you're listening to. And having those moments at home are really almost like special to me. They're a chance to recharge, reset, and like you're saying, reflect. So what are some ways that um, all these kind of rituals that you have at home, is there, do you have your home set up in any particular way? Like, how do you make space for these, these, these rituals at home? Yeah, so for sure. So most people have kind of, or or I'm hoping that most people have an area of their home that is almost like their well-being sanctuary. So that could be your bedroom, that could be your kitchen where you entertain, that could be, so for example, in my home, I have what I like to call a zen altar. Lovely. Um, 
And that is basically a space that I use to dedicate to my spiritual and well-being practices. Um, and, and, you know, I, I use my crystals in this space. I do sage cleanses around the home. Um, and, and it's basically a home or a little collection of everything that I think means something to me and is able to kind of ground me. I'm just looking at it now as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it makes me smile. Um, and so I definitely recommend for anyone who doesn't have like a space that they can go to that's just their own, because I appreciate that not everyone lives alone and has, you know, that, that opportunity like we do to, mm. to kind of be on our own and, and practice things as we want to. But whatever space you do have, I think it's just about making the best of it and, and making it you and making it a space that feels like home or, or your, your safety blanket almost. Absolutely. And I, I once read a quote that said, there are three things that you should always invest in. Your dreams, yeah. your values and your bedroom. And I thought that was so true because having having a space that you mark out and you're intentional with saying, okay, this space is for me, this space is for me too. Whether it's practice meditation or if you're not spiritual, it's to read a book or to watch Netflix in. And especially during lockdown and in this work from home era, you know, people are eating dinner at the same place that they've been working from home all day. So I think it's, it's so important to set boundaries with technology. And something I do is by 10 p.m. I turn off my phone and I my bedroom is as much as I can a no screen zone and that means when I go into my bedroom like my brain knows it's time to rest and that's something I'm very strict about I know people are like why do you do that you're crazy but it helps me so what about you do you have any boundaries with technology yes so you probably remember last year when I done my digital yes that was really impressive do you want to explain a bit more about what that was yeah, so I basically, I think, initially embarked on this digital detox with the intention of just really kind of cleansing myself from technology for a while, because I just feel like sometimes I don't have that full, well, in fact, I don't have that control over the things that I'm digesting. Um, and it, it really started to affect me. I just kind of you know, I feel like on the news, we're, we're being so overly exposed to all these negative things that are going on in the world. And being somebody who's really sensitive to other people's energies and, you know, the things that I come into contact with, whether that's like media or people or, you know, just it can even just be words or sounds. I really thought and felt like it was time for me to just take a break, not just from social media. I'm, I'm speaking more about technology and wider sense. So laptops computers all of that I Mm. just really felt like I needed to to disconnect and actually that the benefits of that was so transformational like I just it it started to change my life in really different ways like when I then did start to reintegrate or, or reintroduce technology back into my life it just felt foreign to me wow um and so it's not, I'm not saying technology is a negative thing. I think it's fantastic. You know, we're doing so many amazing things. There's all this artificial intelligence and machine learning and just everything out there is so amazing. But for me, I just found that there was a massive difference between the way I felt and, and my sleep improving mm. and, and just so many different things that I considered um, that improved as a result of me doing this detox. 
Um, so for me, I also practice um, switching off my phone. Well, I don't actually switch it off. I use the do not disturb function because I'm cool like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I'm going to bed, no one can actually, I don't get any messages yeah. unless it's an emergency. Um, no one can call me. And for me, it's, it's just a must. I have to do it for, for my mental health, um, for my well-being, and also just to make sure I have quality sleep and quality um, experiences and just being present in the moment. Sometimes you don't need to be on your phone or, or you know, looking up who's got mm-hmm. what or what everyone's doing. Actually, just be present and enjoy that and, and be grateful for the ability to do so. So true. And even though I know I said this would have a steer on on the home and interiors, something I love to talk about on Finding Your Fabulous and something that comes up a lot is the digital world and social media. And I I want to ask you, I think the idea of doing a digital detox, I won't lie, it scares me because I have this ridiculous FOMO. I have this fear, oh my God, what what am I missing out on? What are people saying? How am I getting? But tell me, i I'm betting you didn't miss anything major, right? When you came back, you were like, oh, nothing is, I missed nothing, right? I literally felt like I missed nothing. And if anything, I felt like I didn't belong anymore. Wow. Or or not so much, not so much that I didn't belong. I guess that I just, my, I transformed, like, I guess, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything about me, about my being, just changed after doing this detox. And it made me realize that, you know, consumerism, and I won't get into it too deep because I could go on for Mm -hmm. weeks about this, but every day, you know, we're being fed these things, like, oh, you must have this to be this, or, you know, spend your money on this, and, and you're guaranteed this, and I just kind of felt like, well, actually, I'm taking back control of my life. I'm going to, I don't want to become desensitized to things that are going on in the world. I want to protect my energy and just make sure I, you know, am the driver of my life and the things that I'm coming into contact with as much as I possibly can. And so I guess for those out there who may be feeling like I definitely just could not do a digital detox, start small it doesn't have to be this massive like i'm going to do this 30-day challenge it can be something as simple as you know maybe setting your phone to do not disturb or or just looking at your your analytics of how much time you spend on your phone because that really oh yeah things and that was the reason why i started this as well because i was kind of like you're spending how much time on social media a week or a day and why um hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's a difficult one, especially when you have your own personal brand or your blog and, you know, you're trying to keep connected because that's one of the things I love so much about social media is all the wonderful people like yourself that I've met. Um, and so taking that away can sometimes also take away from the good things as well. And how did you manage, because your, your branding, your brand is very strong on, on social media, you know, you definitely have a clear voice, even your aesthetics, like even before I, I know whose story I've looked at, I know it's yours because you use colour so well and, I, you know, your style is really recognisable. But how did you, did you manage to maintain connections offline? Did you, were you doing more kind of phone calls and WhatsApps to keep those connections? Or did you just kind of ignore that world for the whole time? I pretty much, I mean, I did have some interactions on, like, the telephone, but I pretty much just, it was just me time. It was about me. 
it was very much in-person um contact with those that i felt like were you know really good to be around and, and really nourished my soul and yeah for me it, it was difficult in the sense that i couldn't necessarily get my creativity out there so like I, I like to practice creativity in different ways and one of those things is obviously through digital means mm. so that was that aspect was quite difficult but I think the fact that I really needed that to ke- I needed to come out the other end to, to really look at things differently and, and take a different approach to, to everything I'd been doing anyway so for me, I guess the benefits outweighed how difficult I thought it was going to be. And actually, when you really dedicate yourself to something, those um, those barriers kind of go away. They, they fall flat. Wow. Thanks for sharing. That was really interesting about your um, social media detox. And I, I think a lot of people, I hope back home, you're feeling back home, like listeners, you're feeling a bit inspired to maybe take a little breather from social media and ground groundbreaking. And even though it doesn't seem like it, the world does not stop turning. I mean, that's something I have to remind myself of a lot. But back to the matter of home, home is where the heart is. And something you mentioned earlier was about feng, feng shui. This is something that I'm really interested in about energy flow and things like that. But do you want to give a bit of an introduction to people who may not know what feng shui is or maybe just starting out? Yeah, for sure. And it comes up so often, particularly, I guess, around different parts of the seasons where we may be having like a spring clean or packing away our winter mm. clothes or just generally for, you know, when you're trying to, to do something different or just have a new flow in your life. And so for those who don't know, feng shui is all about the flow of energy throughout a given space. Um, and so the way we organize everything in our homes can have a massive impact on our health and well-being. And sometimes, I guess, without us even realizing. So for anyone considering applying some of those principles to the home, I would probably recommend just starting really simple, just space, and just observing the areas that feel good. Um, and maybe likewise those that don't feel as good. Um, and so that kind of intuitive thinking can really bring you into harmony with yourself and how you connect with the space around you. So on top of, I was saying earlier about my sage rituals, their rituals I used to perform to cleanse the energy in my space, but I'm always exploring opportunities for like furniture rearrangement or, or just yeah. looking at the composition of how everything is in my home um, because I hate the feeling of stagnant energy and that's just one of my biggest pet peeves. I, you know, I used to collect clutter. I used to hoard things just because I didn't want to let go of them. Um, and so by doing that, you're really inviting that stagnant energy to take a place in your home. And yeah. that really has a massive impact on how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the space around you. Um, so for me, it's all about looking at how you can incorporate different elements into your home and just make sure that everything flows in harmony um and, and you'll know you'll you'll kind of once you've had a walk around your house and and once you've really observed things because i'm talking here about like a really conscious effort to look at why things have taken up place in your home so you know i'm looking at what am i looking at now so i've got some um candle holders and there are some that i'm like that one probably doesn't need to be there 
Um, that doesn't make me feel good. This makes me feel good. And so it's all about balancing those feelings and making informed decisions about, I guess, the things that you're, you're collecting around your home and also how you're, you're um, making that up, if that makes sense. So how you're arranging yes. that as well. Everything, I think it has to have like an intention behind it. I think that's something that I've learned. And you're so right about when clutter accumulates, when you declutter, you will literally, you can, you can welcome in, you're making room for new energy and for new things in your life. And the power is so real. Like the amount of times I've done, just like picked one corner of my home and cleared it out and something in my life has resolved or, you know, come out like, or, or come up new for me. Like it's so incredible. It really is. And so even I have, um, so in my little home office that I have, sometimes I find things mounting up on my desk. And do you ever have those spaces where you're like, oh, that needs to go there, but I'll just put it there for now. And then like, I'll come back to it later and put it away properly. And I consciously have to say to myself sometimes, actually, it has a home. So why are you not putting it in its home now? Why are you going to do that later? It's like people who, and don't get me wrong, like I'm not going to say that once my laundry's dry, I necessarily fold it and put mm-hmm. it away straight away. But I just don't get how anybody could have their laundry piled for like days or weeks. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't sit right with me. But again, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a freak with like everything should have its home. Um, and I just think the way I then feel about my space is really reflective of how tidy it is, what's what's in the space, how, you know, have I dusted, what kind of lighting, because lighting's a massive thing as well. When you're not getting, like, natural light in a space, that really can take away, you know, that, that feeling, that sense of productivity or, or, or joy that you're experiencing as well. So it's, it's bigger, when you have your own space, it's a lot bigger than just, oh, I'm going to slap a lick of paint on and put up a few nice pictures. It's actually, there's so much to consider. And I guess that's probably like more of a, com- um, a conversation for another time. But yeah, no things, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We can get into that co- conversation now. Like, what? Are, so what are some of the ways that you think that, that you would advise, say someone's just moved into a new place, maybe it's a house share, maybe they've moved into their own space on their own. What are the three things that you think they should look at focusing on when they start to decorate? So for me, I think before you even get into the place, so before you've even moved in and you know that this is your forever home or or whatever home it is, I think it's more important to have access to the space to to really consider things um, and not to rush. So, for example, when I moved into my first flat, I remember just saying, oh, I'm going to do this colour and I'm going to do that. And it, it was basically me recycling styles that I'd seen my parents use previously. So my mom's um, really stylish. She's great at decorating as well. And I kind of found with my first flat that it was more of a reflection of her than it was of me because that's kind of what I'd grown up in. And I guess that was a, for me, it was a sense of like home, if that makes sense. That's so but interesting. It is, isn't it? It's funny how you can kind of move from, like, you can move away from your family home and into your own. It's almost like you're trying to recycle the energy and and the parts of the home that felt safe to you or, like, 
But that's such a that's also such a testament to the safety and warmth you must have felt at home. Like you must have grown up in such a lovely home to and felt so, you know, comforted by it to want to recreate that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not necessarily a negative thing. I no. don't think it's a negative thing at all. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, you really need to be decorating and, and putting things in your home that are you, um, and, and not doing it based on other I guess it it kind of was me I guess and I guess I didn't really take that considered approach it was more just like this is what I know mm-hmm. um yeah so I guess that's probably the, thir- the first thing is to really consider what you want to be in your home what kind of home you want it to be think about colors you know color has a massive impact on our health and well-being as we already know and so what colors feel good to you what colors don't and actually when you study color theory you can see that certain things bring out certain types of things so you know for example they say red color of passion um and and you know yellow happiness and, and positivity and so yeah i guess finding the the color palettes that work for you is definitely one um and i guess another thing as well is to try to decorate before you move in as well i'm not sure Sinead, did that mm-hmm. did you decorate before you moved in yes did you... yeah i had a i actually like there was a, a few months gap between when I got the keys and when I actually was able to move in because I had like the ceilings done. And even though it was really annoying, this was something my mom actually recommended. She was like, get everything done because you don't want to be living in it when you're like having work done in it. And she was right, even though it was annoying having to wait. But I, I second that sentiment. Absolutely. And I think um, for me, and I'm not sure if you're the same, sometimes when I've really set my mind on something, I want it as soon as possible. But actually, and it's so easy to be like that, but, oh, yeah. you know, a great thing is, is just find that your calmness in knowing that actually things do come at the right time, um, you know, and at the end of the day, you really would hate to be living in mess. So, for example, if you needed to move all of your furniture out of the living room so that you could have your floor laid and then decorating mm. afterwards or you're having wallpaper, it's just a nightmare. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess those for me are probably the, the few most important things and just making sure that everything that's in your home, um, you know, has, has your signature is, is a credit to you, I guess. Um, for me, it's all about one of the things that I like to do is making sure that things are sustainable. Um, and I like multi-use furniture as well. So I like to be able to use you know, my dining table as, say, you know, a coffee table or, you know, like you were saying earlier about using different things as stands mm-hmm. or, you know, photo frames for, for, for loads of different things. And for me, you know, it's not about making those making those throwaway purchases. It's like fashion, like nobody wants throwaway clothing. You want sustainable pieces, you know, really timeless pieces that are going to see you into the future that, you know, you're going to have for years to come that even our children may be rocking in a few years. Wow, time, yes. Know? Absolutely. I think that's so key. So to to recap those three points. So the first one is to, before you move in, consider everything, consider what you want, consider how you want the space to feel, plan, think about color, think about your intentions. Number two, decorate before you move in, if possible. And number three, make it your own and think about things that 
that you want make it a reflection of your story right yeah and also there's there's no right or wrong way as well which i think is like a common misconception that people have sometimes you have to really and i learned this the hard way through making these rash decisions so for example with painting i remember when i first moved in i was so adamant into into my first ever place i was adamant that right i'm decorating i'm doing this and i'm going to do it all myself and actually the rush really results in mistakes being made sometimes you know i didn't know that you should you know how to do cutting in or, or how to do edging i didn't know how to do wallpaper and that everything needed to match i didn't there were certain things that i just you know you have to think about and you don't necessarily think about them but making those mistakes are a massive breakthrough because actually you know how to do things better for the future you know you know what to do what to incorporate more of what what not to do as well um and you just save yourself a lot of time a lot of money um and and just generally you're learning you know as you go along not everybody's going to know automatically okay is this going to look good you just have to it goes back to my point around really thinking things through and 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 trial things don't be afraid to test the waters you know who says that you know gray doesn't match pink or you know yellow and orange don't work together who says that and why if you like yellow and orange you better use that damn yellow and orange mm-hmm. everywhere you want to use for the yellow and orange yeah so there's no like one size fits all to, to interiors at all yes absolutely so true and with um you and your home personally it sounds like you've really injected who you are and you've got a home that tells your story do you have any examples of things maybe I know you said you mentioned you can see some candle holders from where you're sitting at the moment of of ways that you've set up your home that reflect who you are I think to be honest my whole home is a reflection of who I am and so for example i'm really big into like art prints um i love mm-hmm. artwork i love bold colorful prints i love anything that when i look at it it, it fills me with something it fills me with a sense of happiness it, it reflects my individual flair so i've got some artwork that i'm looking at now um by um Joe Mansfield's designs on Instagram and I will link all of these resources to you afterwards so that people aren't like who are these people yes please Um, but those kind of things like I got a print that says blah 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 and for me there are some times in life that you know it may be a blah moment or there may be certain times where I listen to myself speak and I remember when I bought this specific art print there was I think I was on the phone to somebody and I'd come off the phone and I was just listening to myself and the way sometimes that I speak and sometimes you just have those blah 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 moments like seriously Saffron shut up stop you're going on so I talk quite a lot and so for me that's an example of me and that's something that would make me laugh or you know I've got other prints that say girl power or whatever that there's just little things that I think yeah everywhere in my home like i'm even looking at the dog's bowls with their water in it like that is the dogs even have a sofa every little thing in my home is 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 intentional and and for me that's all i could ever say to people as long as everything's intentional and if you don't like things that are in your home they just shouldn't be there really right 
wise words again and I love that you have that story with the artwork I think artwork can be a really powerful reflector of who we are like I'm just looking around I've got a print that says life is a party um I've got a picture of Cher like yeah I think prints can be really powerful reminders too especially with quotes like you know they can bring us back to ourselves and they can be a way to to find joy at home every day so are there any any objects in your home that really help you find joy every day? Yes, so I have um, lots of crystals, like I said. And so probably my favourite crystal, oh, it's really hard to say. And I feel <laughs> like now I'm being, oh, I just, I don't even want to say. But yeah, um, probably rose quartz is one of my favourites. I love clear quartz as well, which mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't necessarily use crystals or have no idea kind of what they do then a bit but if it's something you're interested in maybe start out with clear quartz because it's it has some really powerful healing properties it's great for protection manifesting and just all-round wellness so when you're manifesting or even if you're going through a hard time or even if you know you're just going through a great time for me crystals always emphasize um you know certain things that I'm going through in life or certain feelings um and yeah for me they're like my most prized possession around the home and then I also have things like lots of candles I'm such a candle whore I love Mm -hmm. candles and I love really quirky candles but I I kind of I don't like sweet smelling candles like they have to have like a musk to them or I guess I do like sweet candles but not too sweet if that makes sense so I, I, I'm not an apple yeah. or a strawberry kind of fruity girl I'm more of a I like coconuts and I like um like rose or you know that cinnamony type I'm exactly the same I can't believe how similar we are I like like smoky even with my perfume that I wear like I like smoky oud type things yeah like cinnamon spicy I like quite rich like dark almost scents I'm exactly the same. I just, there's, there's something about, I don't know, it invokes my senses really well when I have those kind of fragrances throughout the home. And I also use um, lots of incense and I have a massive incense collection. So I like things like opium and I like frankincense. And, you know, you can even get sage incense sticks, which are great as well. Um and I kind of, I like incense every day because I like, you know, I open out all the windows in the house because I love that fresh air to come in. Um, and, and I like my incense and my candles. And that's really a sign of when, so so incense in the morning to start my day, but that when the candles start to come out and they're more incense in the evening, that's really the sign of, okay, I'm winding down. This is, this is me now in all my glory. And, you know, it's like, going back to what we were speaking about and like making sure you find the magic in every day that is like one of those moments that they're one of my magical moments that I just think this this is what makes me happy this you know I don't have to always be looking towards the weekend or I don't have to be looking like oh I can't wait for my 30th or I can't wait to go on holiday Mm. actually find the beauty in those small moments every day and and you know it's those little things that kind of add up to to how you feel in in the long run I think and there's nothing better than 
they, they, I don't know if, if you're the same. For me, it's just I love the feeling of t- like just take pride in, in the small moments. Yeah. Like not everything has to be about the hype. You know, just chill out, enjoy, you know, your glass of wine mm-hmm. or enjoy the fact that you're going to have a nice pastry for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. No, let let the choir say amen. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the converted right over here. I'm, I'm absolutely with you that those are the things we should celebrate. And of course, that's what the foundation of this podcast is. And um, I love that you've spoken specifically, especially about scents, because I think there's such a sensory experience when we create things that engage our senses and we, we look at giving each of our senses attention. So for example, like I like a lot of velvet textures in my home and that's the touch sense. I, I have yeah. a aromatherapy oil diffuser that engages my scents and yeah, candles too, incense, all that stuff is great. And I think we can just lift our moods when we look at engaging our senses through music, through so many different ways. So I, I love that for you. And do you have a, do you keep, I know you mentioned you have like an altar, your Zen space, do you keep your crystals? Is that where you keep your crystals and your candles? Yeah, so on my little altar, it's got two drawers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to keep my crystals out because I don't like those to collect stagnant energy. So I keep those out, not all in the same place. They're not all on the altar. I keep some by my bedside. Sometimes when I want to sleep um, next to Sam, um, I take some into the kitchen with me. I've got loads in the bathroom. So they're kind of dotted around the house, um, which is great because every time I see them, it's again one of those little moments that I'm like, oh, that's great. And, you know, I, I consciously say to myself, like, I accept, you know, the, the properties of the crystals and I accept the message that they have for me today. Um, and so, yeah, and so I keep also, like, I'm such a candle babe. I've got loads of candles in the drawers for if I run out. Um, I've got lots of different types of healing cards yeah. um, and, and loads of different tools. Um, I think actually I'm probably going to do some form of like story or video or something because I feel like I talk about these things all the time and I get so many questions about crystals and what's good for what and what other tools there are and, you know, other accounts where people can get things from. So I definitely feel like, yeah, it's a subject I should probably go into yeah. a bit more. I think crystals have had a real moment moment of late and um I I think it's really cool that they have I think what one thing that I, I did read an article briefly that the way that some crystal not all crystals are mined is like unethical or something because there's been such a surge in demand but of course when you're sourcing them from the right places I'm sure loads of people would want to know about that so definitely everyone go check out Saffron's Instagram just in general anyway because it's it's a it's a lovely place to be on the internet it's full of positivity and good vibes and with that in mind actually as a candle babe I'm sure candles are another thing that I know a lot of people and a lot of my friends love where is your favorite place to buy a good candle Oh, it's so funny you say that because I've recently been posting quite a lot about one of my favorite places and this brand speaks to me on so many different levels, not just because they do good candles, which is how I came across them, but because actually they're just a brand that speaks to me not only as a woman, um, as somebody who is empowered, but also because they're really dedicated to like sustainability and just making sure that they're connected to you know the things that are going on in the world um 
and, and that's really important to me. I'm, I've realized during this pandemic and everything that's going on, you know, in America as well, I am choosing to, to take more action with who I'm giving my time yeah. and my money to. And it's definitely something I actively encourage in other people as well, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's money that we work hard for. And without you knowing, you could be unconsciously or, or you know, indirectly giving money to the wrong people and it only enhances their power absolutely and all of the negativity so i definitely recommend um it's flamingo candles yes i've heard of them yes so i posted a story i think about them last week on my instagram so you may have seen um and they do all different types of candles they do um i would say i like to call it like candles for the empowered woman okay Um, they're not they're not actually it's they're not actually a, a female um, directed brand if that makes sense mm-hmm. but for me they just they speak to my femininity so that's probably okay. why I would, I would make that connection um, mm-hmm. but they do all different types of things and it's not just you know candles that look good or smell good that that it's more about I like to think of candles as an experience rather than just oh I'm gonna light a candle because it looks nice. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's definitely an experience. You know, you light your candles because it's all about mood and ambiance in my house. But flamingo candles, they're, they're my faves. I love them. Okay, well, thanks for that recommendation. I've definitely seen them out and about, but going to look into them now because I think exactly now more than ever where we put our money matters so much. And um, yeah, why not? Let's support the, the indie brands and the brands that are they're doing good and the people that we want to support yes and especially like smaller brands as well for me I'm quite I mean there are some massive brands that you know that they're fantastic and I love what they do but for me especially as a smaller personal brand myself I will always continue to support small smaller brands especially when their values are so aligned to my own as well yeah. that for me it's all about values that's the most important part Definitely. And with when it comes to homeware and finding things for your home, how do you find what's your favorite way to find indie brands? And do you have a kind of method for it? Or how would you suggest people seek those brands out? So some of my methods would probably be coming from more like a from my work hat, if that makes sense, because we've got quite a lot of um, manufacturers or suppliers or whatever that we work with. Um, but then generally, if I was, because, you know, I, I am just a regular consumer anyway, um, I I use the net for pretty much everything because I don't like pieces that everyone has. Um, it's not to say that, you know, I wouldn't still go to Ikea because everyone knows I practically live there, mm-hmm. uh, mainly <laughs> for the hot dog. Oh, yeah. And the meatballs, yeah. <laughs> and the meatballs. Um, but, you know, I, you know, if there's something in specific, uh, in particular that I'm looking for then it's always something that I have to search for and you know these things I could be searching months for one particular piece and if I don't find it I just go bespoke I just have a vision in my mind and yeah it's but yeah I'm quite big I like Truva I love Ikea obviously I like um Wayfair I like all the general retailers that most people go to and then you know, for the, for the smaller brands, or if you're looking for something specific, I love to use like market spaces like Etsy, 
Yes. Um, and all of that. And, and so, yeah, I'm trying to move away from ending up on the Instagram shop page because it will get me <laughs> into trouble. But also just because I think, yeah, we need to be more conscious of how we're spending our money and actually making sure we're aware that every time we see these things on media, even just as an ad, it's basically screaming out to us, buy me, buy me, buy me. And actually you didn't have that thought before, so don't allow someone to influence you like that. No, that's so powerful. That's so true. Like I think even with influencers and like, you know, all that whole kind of home space, that space on the internet, questioning, did I really need this before I saw this? And even like the whole culture of hauls, like people like, oh, this is what I bought. It generates such a consumerism culture. And we need to make sure, like you're saying, it comes back to intent. Do I, is this really representing me? Do I really need this addition to my home? So I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you, Saffron. Now it's, oh, go on. Sorry, I I just continue going. I never stop. No, keep going. I I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but I'm just going to throw it out there that I find nothing more boring than watching a haul. I don't care who's doing it. It could be Kim Kardashian herself. It could be anybody. I do not want to see your haul. I just don't. No, especially when most of it, you know... In, especially today, the way influencer marketing has evolved, you know, has been sent to them. They haven't really bought it. They they they're being paid to say that it's it's uh it's not a fun experience. And I think we all you know we need to be mindful that it is an ad it, at the end of the day. Like you're saying, when you see an ad, bear in mind it is an ad, and don't be try not to be swayed by it. We've we've all been there, but um yeah, being mindful about our spending habits is definitely the way forward. And I guess I, I want to add that don't feel like you have to buy new things to make your home a special place. There's no, there's nothing wrong in investing in it if you're intentional and you say, okay, this could do with upgrading. But see what if you can work with what you have. You know, like I just reorganized my kitchen cupboard because I'm furloughed and have a lot of time in my hands. And I made dividers for my kitchen cupboard out of um, cardboard boxes that I had like lying around. Like there's a lot you can do if you're inventive and I'm sure you've you've got many ideas Saffron. Yeah, absolutely. And I am all for the repurposing of pretty much anything. Like if I could use something over and over and over again in different ways, that is like a dream come true to me. So I'm really proud of you for doing that. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. I actually have a little highlight now on my Instagram for home hacks where I've collected all my little storage and organization kind of little hacks because I think you can get into buying and buying more things but really you know you can reuse and recycle a lot of a lot of packaging that we have so yeah be smart and be creative so to wrap up this wonderful conversation Saffron I want to ask you the two questions I ask all my guests question number one is how have you found your fabulous today Oh, that's such a good question. Well, to be honest, and I'm not just saying this because we're recording this live, right? Well, it's not live, but you know what I mean. Um, it's coming on this on this podcast because oh. I have for maybe six months been considering doing a podcast and I was thinking, hmm, is it something that I have consistent time to de- dedicate to? No. But then I remember, you know, us discussing this previously and I was like, look, we definitely have to do this. We, you know, we met online. I feel like we're very much alike and drawn to each other. And so you have actually helped me find my fabulous today. Oh. And I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And I hope that 
taken something away from this and that everyone does because everything that I do, as cliche as it sounds, I just want everyone to be happy and to be peaceful and to be in harmony with themselves. That's the most important thing in life. Just be peaceful and, and you know, experience bliss and joy in yourself. Oh, that's so beautiful, Saffron. And I'm so grateful to have your energy here on the podcast and that we got to have this conversation. And I do hope that when this is over, we can actually go for a coffee or a drink and maybe even a little browsing of homeware shopping or something. But the last question I need to ask you is, how would you like my listeners to find their fabulous this week? I would like all listeners this week to do one conscious or to make one conscious effort of doing something that they love. So that could be looking, you know, at your goals for the forthcoming month. That could be doing a hobby. That could be painting, you know, your wall or, or some artwork. Find your joy through doing something that you love. Um, and, and yeah, live in your truth while doing it. Oh, I love that. Live your truth. That's my motto in life for sure. So thank you so much, Saffron. It's been an absolute pleasure. And just to finish off, how can people find you? Um, so I am at Saffron London on Instagram and that's S-A-P-H-R-O-N. Um, and you can visit my blog as well at saffronlondon.com. Such a beautiful name and such beautiful energy. Thank you, Saffron. Thank you for having me. Pleasure.